Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung in and drilled, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton? Awful. How is she awful? Kate's freedom. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Hello and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan Simpson, sitting here with Brennan Ward. And let me tell you what, we have a fantastic deal for you. We have the Numbers Don't Lie t-shirts. The B on numbers is a six. It's orange. I, I, I think I think by now... The viewers have gotten that. Yeah, I think they could do the math by now. You know what I'm saying? Numbers don't lie. Look at the touchdowns compared to the interceptions. I mean, just look at it all. Uh, Completion percentage. All of it, man. I mean, everything but yards. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't like over overzealous in yards, but completion percentage, passer rating, touchdowns to interception ratio. Uh, and we can look back to his the rookie year, uh, rookie touchdown record. I know it's been broken since then. Uh, by Justin Herbert this past year, but just look at it. Numbers don't lie. Stop hating. Yes, yes. Stop the hate, please. Stop the hate. Um, where can you find those at? Uh, I believe it is KentStagePosters.com. Did you say KentStagePosters.com? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. KentStagePosters.com, a wonderful website, beautifully created. Don't want to miss it. KentStagePosters.com. But speaking of uh, moving on from that, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into the NFL and more specifically the Cleveland Browns. We talked a b- little bit last week about how Jadavion Clowney uh, had his had his visit delayed on Monday. Was supposed to come in Wednesday, uh, right around when we were releasing the episode. And we even said on the episode that by time we release our episode, it's very very much potentially very much within the realm of possibility that Jadavion Clowney would be a Cleveland Brown by the time we release our episode. Uh, it's almost like we were Nostradamus in that sense because Jadavion Clowney was a Cleveland Brown by the time we released our episode the next week, last week. Uh, the, he officially signed a one-year deal to play opposite of Miles Garrett, even even more so uh, the Nostradamuses of us, ourselves, sat here and we had a conversation about the contract. I said 7 to 10 million. Uh I like the I like the idea of a 6 to 7 base with a uh 10 million the the option to reach to 10 million in incentives. You said you thought that was great too. Guess what Jadavion Clowney signed? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that like literally almost literally 
what we said. I said, I said ten to twelve at most, and his contract at the most is ten. Right? Yeah. And it it um, was. It was kind of. It was kind of like a. Uh, it was kind of freaky, like yeah. a like a little like goosebumps. It was a little weird, right? Because word for word, bar for bar, he's, they stole our whole flow, bro. I'm telling you, it's a seven million base incentives up to ten million. The thing that gets me is the wizard that is Andrew Barry, where this is only a three point one million dollar cap hit. Yeah, uh, I don't even know how that works. And then I, uh, I mean, I mean, on top of that, I, to bring back Andrew Barry, while you still have, you know, if you think about it, you had Sashi Brown, you had all these guys, to bring back Andrew Barry, and how the establishment is doing now, yeah, fantastic. Well, if you think about it. We had we had uh, Moneyball guy in here. Uh, Sashi. Well, Moneyball guy. Yeah, Sashi. Yeah. And, and then you know, and from where we were a couple years ago to now, I, I mean it's night and day. I love this Cleveland Browns team. Uh, I I do very much so. And uh, how much do you believe of what Clowney said? where he said that his agent was the one that was very against him coming to Cleveland last year. Uh, and the reason why I asked this is because that same very agent last year negotiated a contract for his boy, Miles Garrett on the opposite side of that defensive line, but in the same off season was telling Clowney how he shouldn't go to Cleveland. So I'm so what I'm saying here is the agent is one or one of two things. Either he really just doesn't like Cleveland and wanted Clowney to not go there because he didn't believe in him, or he was like, I really don't want you to go opposite of this other guy because it could really take money away from Miles Garrett. Uh, and so almost bad on that agent. So what do you think? Do you think that's really truthful that the agent was the reason Clowney didn't come here last year? Oh, no. I I, I mean, if the agent didn't want to come, yeah, I totally get it. You got to think about it. Think about it, Brendan. If you're an agent... And you're sitting there and you have Miles Garrett as one of your clients and you have Clowney as one of your clients. Do you want both of them to go to the same team? Well, no, because it's hard. because because you're not going to make the same amount of money. That's why he didn't want Clowney to no, go yeah, I, to the Browns. I know. I get that. The thing is, is like, I feel like we really should have just left the story at. Clowney picked the Titans over the Browns because we talked about it. Who wouldn't have? Hey, let me tell you what. I, I've i had my experience in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And let me tell you what. Cash talks. Oh, no, bull I get snot it. walks. I said bull snot. Bull snot. I got, I got I, you. I heard you. I'm trying not to cuss. Yeah, we so gotta, bull snot we walks. Very, very well better at that. We do seem to drop a couple here and there all the time for no reason. And and, and that's kind of what I've been saying to you is, uh, uh, but I just feel like it was almost a cop out though. Like, and I get it. I get it. The agent, it, to me, a little like it, it, it toes the line of moral, moral morality, but 
if I'm an agent and I've got two defensive ends, I'm not going to want them to go to both of the same team because there's only so much money to go around and all be all. Here's where I wanted Clowney to just leave it as, yeah, I chose the Titans last year because we talked about how, why wouldn't he have chose the Titans last year? The Browns were coming off of a 6-10 and season that was a train wreck, and I know they replaced it, replaced Kitchens with Stefanski, and things went their way last year. But coming off of the Titans were coming off of almost going to the Super Bowl. The Browns were coming off a six and ten, and a train wreck. Who, why wouldn't who wouldn't pick the Titans? You know what I'm saying? If you'd have left it at that, you chose to go to the winner. Whatever, we're fine. And but by all means, we're here now. You're here. We're moving. They're moving forward. Let's go win a Super Bowl. We said that last week. Other 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 Browns news. It seems like it's it was a reactionary, but it really wasn't. We said last week that this could happen, but the Browns did release defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson. Our boy Clowney's on the TV right now. Uh, they, the Browns did release Sheldon Richardson. It's it, I mean honestly here it's simply Richardson was owed twelve million dollars this year, and the Browns have a defensive line. That consists of Garrett and Clowney on the outsides. They brought in Tack McKinley. Uh, Andrew Billings is coming back this year. They signed him last year. He opted out for COVID. That's well. That was well within his right. Look at Clowney there with somebody opposite him getting to the quarterback. That's what I was talking about last week. When he has someone opposite him, he's a dangerous, dangerous man. Uh, but back to back to Richardson. Uh, all I gotta say here is. It, it's really not they chose Clowney over Richardson. It's Richie, despite no matter how good Richardson has been for this Browns team over the last two years, $12 million is a lot of money when you're starting to get low on that cap. Absolutely. And <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I think, uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, there's been talks that, uh, they're resigning Richardson. So, yeah, and, and well, and that's the thing they they've been talking about it, and there is still that potential to just bring him back. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to see him back. We've talked about this, like all fair. We've talked about this. We would love to see Richardson back, but I mean. If he goes, it goes kind of in the rocky way. But at the same time, he's so essential to our defensive line that you can't let him go. Uh, here's the thing. I, I agree with you. He was essential. The problem being is they don't, they didn't want him to be that big of a, uh, that big of a, big of a piece of that defense. They brought in Billings to take over that starting job and make it his and be the guy and all of the above. Billings opted out. So Richardson had to step up as the leader of that defense, especially in the absence of a Miles Garrett uh, when he went out for COVID or when Olivier Vernon went out with the ACL. Richardson really shined because he was there and he was the, the most consistent person. On the opposite side of that, you have Billings. You have a guy in Jordan Elliott that you like on that team. You, you, whoo, oh, sh- ah, 
uh, you 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 really like uh, what you have, but I do agree you need to bring in another depth defensive tackle. God to, bless you. Yeah, to uh, to fill fill this line and and make it what it is. But I really do think we're gonna see a lot of a lot of times where we're seeing a three defensive three defensive end uh, defensive line where we're gonna see either tack. Or Clowney on the same side as Miles Garrett to try to just destroy a double team or a two on two matchup. Because if you if you set up to where you can get Miles and Clowney both one on one on the same side, especially a quarterback's blind side, that's a dangerous game to play for opposing offenses. That is, you know what? That is a dangerous game to play. <clears throat> but what if you had? Sheldon Richardson right there, just right in your face. No, and, and, and that's what if they can bring him back, I'm all for it. But the Browns and Andrew Berry are hoping that Andrew Billings is every bit of what Richardson has brought to this team and then some. That's what he's supposed to be for this Browns team. So I can't really be mad if they don't bring him back. But I do agree they do do need defensive tackle help. So I I put on here: is there an answer, whether it be free agency or the NFL draft? The thing is, is the NFL draft. It is very commonly known this is the worst defensive tackle draft in almost the history of the NFL draft. Uh, there's just like one person, and that's it. There's no depth at defensive tackle in this draft. So where are they going to find a defensive tackle? And I mean, sure, there's. There's some low-level guys available you could add that might work out in a, in a rotational role or something like that in free agency. But Richardson is probably that top guy now, and if you could bring him back at a much cheaper rate, he loves it here. Uh, and and you could tell uh, when he posted on Instagram after news uh, news broke Thursday that he was being released. He posted on Instagram, man, uh, it was really this was just really starting to feel like home. Yeah, I did see that. Um, almost like almost cried, man. That was yeah. That was uh, kind of makes your voice crack. There, there goes Baker. Yeah, I was sorry. We have a uh, we got a highlight reel going on the uh, going on the monitor right now. Look at all those numbers Baker's putting up, and they don't lie. Right, yeah, they do not lie. <laughs> Once again, you can find your numbers don't lie shirt. The B is a six. It is an orange. You can get that by yourself. The shirt is a brown shirt, and you can get the six in an orange. Where can you find that at, Brandon? KentStagePosters.com. That is KentStagePosters.com. So... You know what? Next time I'm at work, I'm actually going to make like a legit like put like a put like a um like an underlining background to it and everything like that. Yeah. Like, boom 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 boom. Kentstageposters.com. You going to make a drop for us or a Kentstageposters.com. Or, or like a sweeper or a spot or something like that. You're going to throw yeah, I, I mean, I might steal some of your guys' girls just <laughs> by doing that. <laughs> just by doing that. Uh, but getting to our last point around the NFL, 
uh, all around the league, there have been teams that have, have come out and made statements that they are opting out of voluntary minicamp. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos were the first to do it last Wednesday and or two, last Tuesday. And then sl- slowly after that, more and more teams just started filling in to where I believe there's only a handful of teams. And I, I don't know the exact teams, but there's really only a handful of teams that haven't just been like, we're not showing up. Everyone else, because it is voluntary, are showing up. Kevin Stefanski, uh, Browns head coach, had a press conference earlier today where he said that they've been doing like virtual meetings and stuff, and he had a pretty good turnout for that. So that's pretty good, uh, and because that's what you need. You need, uh, I, but we we learned last year you, you don't necessarily need voluntary minicamp. Uh, I like the idea of everybody opting out because then we don't get three straight months of uh, of media members just kind of going and getting their uh, panties in a bunch about where the hell OBJ is when uh, when voluntary minicamps are happening. Like, who cares? He's he's a he's an eight year veteran and it's voluntary minicamp. Like the only people that need to show up to that are rookies and backup quarterbacks. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, um, speaking of the uh, speaking of the training camps and whatnot, but um, the OTAs, but they just said, "All right, I'm sorry." We had on the monitor. We had Bali Sports. Great Lakes yeah, on, and they were talking about, do the Browns need a wide receiver? I'm sorry to... No, yeah, we, we I mean, we got some throw time. A thing let's, in let's, there. Let's um, get in here. Let's get into it. What you got to say? You know what? I'm going to be a homer. You know who I'm going to say the Browns need for, for their, at least for their kick and punt returner? You know who I'm going to say? Yeah, your boy. I, your boy. Our boy. Our boy. Our boy. I don't know why I said your boy. Our boy, first ever guest on the podcast, uh, Kent State guy, right down the street. Uh, what else can we say about him? He's a monster on the field. His name's Isaiah McCoy. 6'2", six two, six two, about 200 pounds. I mean, my man can fucking play the goddamn ball. God, I cussed yeah, again. I mean, you just I got, tried you, not nah, to. You got excited, man. It's all good. It's all good. You got excited because you you truly are. You've been you've been speaking it into existence, and we're 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 a little over a week away from that exact thing happening. Him realizing his dream in the NFL and and, and using Kent State to do so, and it, it's really been a ride that I've been fortunate enough to have you have shown me him and been along for now because it is it's, it's thrilling to know that. That's one of the very first people that me and you have met and called and talked to. And we're just like, you're going to the NFL. And now he is. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, the thing, too, is, like, not only that, but, like, so I showed I showed you him when we were both in sports emphasis at Ohio Media School. And... It was like that, and I was like, all right, our first guest, Isaiah McCoy. I'll hit him up. So, like, both of us have his number and whatnot. It's just so crazy that we can be in the situation we are to know people 
who are going to be in the NFL. I and mean, just, to, you know, just to have their contact information. I mean, right? Like, just a, just that day we called him, and he picked up the phone, and he was like, yeah, I'll talk to you on a few. I'm headed to see the Raiders. Yeah, right. Like, what was that, like like uh, a, like a month ago? Weeks, yeah, it was like a month ago. And I was just like, I mean, what am I going to say? Go do you, bro. Go meet right. with Vegas. Like, <laughs> right. get your money. Right. He was supposed to come on the podcast, and he was like, hey, sorry, I got to go see the Raiders. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah go. I'll do my <laughs> show, bro. Like, go, go get your but like, like Dude, go to when you you're in the NFL, say hi to me. He's like, like he was like, "Hey, sorry, I got to go see the Raiders." I was like, "Dude, go!" And do it wasn't you. just go. Look, that's the one we're dropping. But he had a bunch of meetings that day with with not just that team. Uh, that's the one he dropped. But I promise you, he 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 got it going on. Watch uh, out, for, dude. There's people looking wherever he wherever he lands. Uh, you know, we're gonna be fucking. Wherever we're gonna be he rocking lands. those jerseys, and you know, I I. I've been trying to use the F word a lot less, but when I get excited about people that ride with us, yeah, right. That's when that comes out. Boy, so. He's been our boy since day one for us, for sure. But it just as uh, I'd argue to say, Mac Player of the Year should they have had more than four games this year? Probably. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if they had more than four games, I'd argue that they might have won the Mac title. Uh, they just unfortunately lost one game. And it was the most important one of the well, year. Let's just uh, and let's wait for next year. Yeah, let's wait and for next year. Crumb's coming back. It's oh man, be a hell of a ride. He's going to he's going to Pittsburgh. I know it, man. That just sucks. But but I'll still ride. I'll I'll still get a jersey. I don't know if I'd wear it, but I'd support it. No, I, I won't wear it. I'll frame it. Yeah, and yeah, I'd I'd support it just because we knew who he was and we 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 called that one too. But but I I don't know if I'm wearing a Steelers jersey. Uh, but uh, anything else you got for me in football, my man, before we move on to baseball? Oh, how about your guy, uh, Alshon? Alden Smith, you mean? Yeah. All, got arrested or was uh, or charges or something yeah. like that yesterday in Florida? I was, yeah, I was just, man, that that guy came back last year and it seemed like he was on the right path to figuring himself out. He had a hell of a year, Did arguably – did I say Alshon? Yeah, you said Alshon. I mean Alshon. Yeah, yeah. He came back last year, was on his way to, I mean, I, I don't even want to say he was on his way to having a heck of a year. He had a heck of a year. He was arguably the 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 Cowboys' best pass rusher last year and it was probably setting up to get paid by them again or maybe somebody else, and then this happens. And once you have, once you went through what he did, in his earlier career to the point where he wasn't going to have a, have an NFL career, and then you come back and get another shot, and then it happens again, it's over. Uh, unless it comes out that he really wasn't at fault, and it's it was really a misunderstanding. Kind of like uh, kind of like Aaron Donald. Yeah, kind of like Donald. Like, kind of like Aaron Donald. Went, I keep saying Aaron Donald. Yeah, Donald. Yeah, I mean. I don't know why. It's close, man. It's just an R. Well, and switching of the O and the A's. Uh, that was some. That was pretty funny. But the fact that dude came out and was like, yeah, Aaron Donald beat the crap out of me for because I tried taking his bottle. First of all, I don't care who you are or how mad you are. If Aaron Donald takes your bottle, here you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> You can have it. So you know what? That's what I was telling my dad. I was like, I don't think Aaron Donald assaulted this guy. And my dad was like, Aaron Donald. He's like, I, I know that name. And I was like, 
defensive tackle for the Los Angeles Rams. I was like, you would know him if you saw him. Baddest man in the NFL. Right. I was like, you would know. It'd be like, Miles Garrett who? It'd be like, you would know if you saw him. But this dude, and then he apologized. After Aaron Donald kept four other guys from jumping into the fight. Aaron Donald arguably saved this dude's life and was getting sued. Yeah. And then and then my dad was like, Oh, Aaron Donald. He's like, I think I know that. And I was like, Yeah, he's like the best defensive tackle in the NFL. And then we watched that Hulu commercial where he's like playing tennis. And I was like, That's Aaron Donald. My dad was like, That's Aaron Donald? He's like, Some guy thought he got assaulted by him? Like, no way. And I was like, Yeah. Uh, the guy apologized to him, and he was like, good. And I was like, anyway, if Aaron Donald assaulted that guy, he wouldn't remember who the hell hit him right? because Aaron Donald is a goddamn monster. Well, that's kind of what I was – that's that's my point is I, Aaron Donald – it ended up not being the true story, but if Aaron Donald was like, nah, that's my bottle of vodka, yes, it is, sir. Right. Yes, it is. You could have it. I'm not – no altercation necessary here. It uh, wouldn't even. It wouldn't even be like <clears throat> if I'm at a club. You know, me and you are at a club. We got a bottle of vodka. And we're like chilling here, and Donald's like, "Hey, that's my bottle of vodka." Uh, it, it goes one of two ways. One way is here. Here you go. Or the other way is, dude, come on, we'll get some more bottles. Yeah, we're right. in VIP. Like, like, like we're in Pittsburgh in VIP. Yeah, come that's on, come what, on in. It'd be it's for me and you. It'd be more like an invite thing, right? Like, all right, man, we'll share with you. Shit, come on. Hey, but come like, on, then <laughs> then come on our podcast. Yeah, like, like <laughs> let, let's talk, man. But like, it, but yeah, for it to come out and he was actually saving dude's life from getting curb stomped outside of the bar. And I know the the clip we saw was very minute, but I mean, it's very telling that after that clip came out, an hour later. Uh, dude's apologizing and recanting his statements and no longer suing Aaron Donald for assault and things like that. Dude got beat up, knew Aaron Donald was there and figured that was the way to get the bag. And he tried it. He got caught up. End of story. How about it, though? How uh, how do you do that nowadays? You know, with with how much technology is around you know, they have cameras. People have cameras on their phones. True. I mean, There's cameras across the street. There's all this stuff. And and to try and get a NFL player like that, and that's, where, that's like, wild. That's where that dude went to college. That's where he's yeah. from. Like, Aaron Donald, despite playing for Lo- the Los Angeles Rams, is a legend in Pittsburgh. Like, so... So it's just go Panthers. <laughs> but like what I'm saying is what you're saying is I don't know if there's any place in public you can realistically walk to where you didn't get caught on camera somewhere. It might be a crappy view from a half a mile or 500 feet down the road or something like that. But you got caught on a camera. I guarantee you, even down here. Well, that's what I'm saying. I guarantee I guarantee you. We step outside of this building and stand in front of the stage. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings catches us. Oh, um, I, I know there is a camera yeah. for a fact. Yeah. Or Euro There's Gyro. multiple cameras. Yeah. Euro, Everywhere. Or Euro Euro or however you say it. 
has a camera. The parking garage down the street has a camera. You walk out here, there's cameras galore. Uh, there's probably built-in cameras in these darn parking meters down here and stuff. Like, like you're, you're, you can't get away with lying about it unless you're in a club, you got beat up in the club, and you know for sure that club don't have cameras, and it's really hard to corroborate any statement against you. It's just, it was, it was a dumb move. Dude got caught, and I can't believe he's just getting away with being like, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I... I- I think Aaron Donald might just go whoop his ass right, right. now. <laughs> right. I keep saying Darnold. Yeah, yeah, I don't I know mean, why. I, I'm so used to saying Sam Darnold. We talk about Sam Darnold quite a bit. I know. You know what? Aaron Donald should go whoop his ass right now. I mean, if I'm going to get in trouble for something, might as well go do it, right? Right. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and move on to baseball, my man. We've, uh, we're have we about a half halfway through. We got baseball and basketball. Uh, the Indians dropped two of three over the weekend uh, against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they did win Sunday's matchup, uh, sixty-three. They are currently eight and seven. That's one game back of the top top spot in the Central. Uh, the Royals currently hold that at nine and six. The offense still continues to struggle. Obviously, we didn't get to talk about it last week uh, because it happened afterwards. But they did get no hit the other day uh, by the by the pitcher that faces them again tonight. Uh, Tuesday night. Uh, what's his name? Rodon or something like that. Uh, just a and it's it's not like it's a top of the line guy. It's a middling guy who struggled his whole career, and all of a sudden, boom, no hits. The Indians after a night before where they had to go into extra innings, and Shane Bieber pitched a complete game shutout just to barely get his W with two runs when they scored in the eleventh. Just all sorts of bad. But with how bad this offense is, we talked about it a little earlier. They were talking about how Josh Naylor should go to first on the show or whatever. Uh, how long is it till Bradley's up or Daniel Johnson's up or Nolan Jones is up? Uh, I, I put the F word on here. I said, because screw it. Jake Bowers Just sucks. Say at it. Fr- Just say it. Because fuck it. Jake Bowers sucks at first and the center field. Fielder committee blows ass. That's what I wrote on here. <laughs> like, that's how, like, emotional I got about it when I was just writing this rundown. Because these are normally just bullet points. And I was like, screw Jake Bowers and whoever's in center field, screw them too, because Luplo's bat is no longer working either. So so, so if, if we're going to get these veterans whose bats aren't working anyways, who really aren't that great defensively anyways, give me Daniel Johnson out there to develop in center field. Give me Bobby Bradley at first base. I don't want to hear about his strikeouts because everybody strikes out 90% of the time anyways. Aaron Judge almost won MVP last year or a couple last year and the year before striking out like 300 times, 400 times, something like that. I don't want to hear about strikeouts. Every power hitter in the MLB now is doing nothing but striking out or hitting home runs. There's, there's really no in between this, the way it works. Get the kid up here. All he's there's no minor leagues going on right now. All he's doing is sitting on his ass down there and he's like, get him up here, let him play. You ain't never going to learn. And you already know Jake Bowers isn't the answer at first base. You already know whoever you have at center field is just not going to work. So, I mean, we're not getting runs anyways. It's not like they're going to negatively affect the offense that much. Uh, Honestly, I think it would just improve the defense a little bit. So get the young guys up here. Let's learn. Uh, But really, how long do you think before that happens? Okay, you want my 
opinion. I do want your opinion, man. Do you, you want my? You love baseball more than me. You are a baseball that's guy. Why, that's I want why. That's why. That's why I am talking quietly. Because when I start talking quietly, you can tell I'm mad. Um. Just let me know when you want me to get mad. I want you to go on a rant of all rants if you want to. Right now. All right. Well, so the offense. Yeah. Are we talking about the offense? We're. I mean, we are talking about the offense, but just the team in general. All right. Well, the pitching is good. Don't get me wrong. We have the strongest pitching from... The starting rotation to the bullpen to the to the farm league. Yeah. Now, when you talk about the offense and everything like that, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? There we go. See, I got you to say it. Now I'm saying it again. I'm I'm getting a little too loud. Sorry. Yeah. Get loud. Sorry. But sorry. Hold, hold but yeah, 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 yeah. Hold the microphone away. I know. I grew up in a music venue. I should know to hold the music. Or the mic away from me. So, Bobby Bradley. Why are they not bringing him up? I think they want to fucking send him somewhere, you know, to get some more players. Which is not the move I would make. But that's why I'm not a MLB GM. I don't know. But you know what? If I was an NFL GM, I would have kept Brian Hoyer on retainer, which is not a bad idea. Smart. Or Josh McCown. Smart guy that can teach Or Ryan Fitzpatrick. All smart guys but, that can teach your team. Uh, but I mean, but, I agree. But why do they not bring him up? Bobby Bradley, they tried to bring him up, what was that, three years ago? And he didn't work out, but he was still young. He's learned since then. But, but did Everybody has learned over the last three years, unless you're a f- complete moron, everybody has learned and grown over the last three years. But but did they really give him an opportunity? No, to, they didn't. To no, they back then they like, threw him into the an offense that went to the World Series. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. They didn't really give him an opportunity. They threw him threw him into into an offense that was coming off a World Series trip, like you said, and he had like two weeks. Like, what do you have? Fifteen at bats. Like, are, how can anybody? I, I, he needs a full season. Didn't Let they put? Learn. I'm pretty sure they put him at third too. Yeah, like they didn't put him in the, his natural position. They didn't put him in the lineup where he should be hitting. They didn't give him many opportunities. It, it just and then they were like, "Well, he's not hitting." Well, no. Just no, say it. Just no say shit, it, bro. Like it's. He's had 12 at-bats. Who's just going to walk up in the MLB and start hitting 600 in 12 at-bats? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's going to just start popping home runs on major league pitchers with with, with two weeks of work in, in the majors? Right. It just you doesn't just toss them in there. It doesn't work that <clears throat> way. And, and so now it's two and a half years later. Where the hell is he? Let's bring him up. He's looked good in spring training last year. He looked decent in spring training this year. They should have brought him up. They should have brought him up after they should have started him this he, year. He, or at least put him on the bench. At least put him on the bench. But I truly believe he should as soon as Santana st- signed with the Royals, Bobby Bradley should have been your starter. Like you said, as soon as Santana was no longer your everyday first baseman, 
Bobby Bradley should have been. Because Jake Bauer is not cutting it. What do you owe this man? Like, like you don't owe him anything. He's not an expensive guy. I get it. And I get like you have control of him right now. But who cares? Send him to Eastlake. I'd rather see him sit in Eastlake than Bobby Bradley. It makes no sense whatsoever. Not one bit to the point where like it's almost like I loved the Indians covering them, watching it. I watched all 60 games last year. It's to the point where like the Indians, like I've watched them, but they're almost unbearable to watch. But you watch them because you, like you said, you have the best pitching staff in the league. That's how it's almost. been for that's how it's been for 20 years. Yeah, from top to bottom, Bieber, Savali, <clears throat> Plesak, McKenzie, Logan Allen's been great. <laughs> the bullpen's been great. Uh Karen Jack's great. Uh Phil Maton's been great. Uh Nick Whitgren's been great. Cam Hill's good. Emmanuel it's almost Clays. like <clears throat> it's almost like the Indians, like how good they went from like Cliff Lee, like CC, Cliff Lee. All these guys, it was like Kluber almost like a tag team wrestling match. Kluber smacked hands with Bieber, and Bieber came in. They, 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 right? They've essentially tagged each other in. Cece, Cliff Lee, and like it's they're pretty much recycling Cy Young awards. Like, yeah, would it, 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 the way Bieber's been playing? He tied the record for most strikeouts uh, with. Why uh, can't I think of the dude's name? Anyways, he tied the record for no, most. No, no. He's, he's uh, one start away from Randy Johnson. Well, now, because it, it continues, but through the first four games, which he's played, four, he's pitched four games, he's oh, tied yeah, what, with. Bobby Feller? No, he's tied with John, Randy Johnson. I couldn't think of his name. Uh, at 45 strikeouts through four games. Gotcha. Uh, and, I mean, uh, and then people were like, well, Jacob deGrom's doing that. Noah Syndergaard's close. Who cares, bro? Shane Bieber's doing it. And he Brand. won the Cy Young last year. And, and think about it. Like, I know we we dislike the dude now, but the but Bauer is very much an Indians pitcher. He's yeah. very much an Indians-developed pitcher. He won the Cy Young last year. And now we screw him while, while he's over there in L.A. But, but, I mean, he's still. I mean, you know what? Good for him. Because he wasn't he wasn't working out in Cleveland. He was having that mental breakdown, throwing the ball. And yeah. when he was at uh in Kansas City, throwing the ball, he was having a mental breakdown. Well I think he needed a change. He really Tito needs- Tito even told him, Did you see that when he threw the ball? I was actually downstairs. At the, I saw the him theater. throw the ball. I didn't see what Tito told him, though. Tito told me, said, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah, I remember that, actually. He, he kind of went nuts on what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing that? Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, that was... It, I mean, it was insane. So, so he went down to Cincinnati, and then he went to, you know, whatever. He needed to get his mind right. I don't even know I if, get it's that. My, if it's his mind. Trevor Bauer has an... an, 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 an it, I'm not even going to try to say it. a very wild personality. And he has a personality where he can't really be in the spotlight too much because it shines and people get mad at him. So in Cleveland, where fans care more than anywhere in the world, uh, Cincinnati, he got away with a lot of stuff because who cares about the Cincinnati Reds? Uh, but in Cleveland, fans care so much. They watch your every move. They Even when you're not pitching, they want to know what you're doing. Yeah. All of that above. Trevor Bauer is in a situation with the Dodgers now where the Dodgers don't give a damn who you are off the field. 
because they have the money to pay you to just shut up and pitch. Right. You're just a, uh, your Jersey. Yeah. Basically he's, he's number 27 to them and that's it. And, uh, so, so, so it, I mean, it is a perfect situation and I, I, I hate the move. I, I don't agree with the move, but like you said, whatever. Uh, he did what he did. He's he's in a situation where he's at. And, I mean, he worked himself up from Arizona where he was trash. The Indians developed him into great greatness. He wins a Cy Young last year and cashes out over there in L.A. Uh, but he did need to go there because his personality is trash. And the uh, – and uh, well, I'll, I'll leave. Don't leave me. Okay, well, well, we've only got a couple more things to go. Uh, but, yeah. But moving on from that into the NBA a little bit, you watched uh, a little bit over the weekend. The Cavs have lost three in a row, though, dropping the first of that of which to the Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry's been on a tear the last week. That's what happened there. Then they dropped to the Bulls. Uh, and then on uh, last night, despite a very nice second half from them, uh, they, they fall to the uh, Pistons, who, who currently have the worst record in all of basketball and have already come out and said they could care less about winning. Yeah. Um, I actually watched that game last night. It was, I mean, the first half, it was like, like, uh, are we going to watch this again? But after halftime, they were down by 29, something like that. 26, 29. Something like that, and the Cavs completely came back, redeemed themselves, and they only lost by four. And uh, it was it was just um, it was good to see the spark in the Cavs and Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Darius Garland were standing there asking Kevin Love what to do, and Kevin Love was telling them how to do like, you know, how to get the ball off after, you know, after the timeout and whatnot. And it was actually good to see these young guys. And, you know, we call Kevin Love an old guy. He's only 32. You know, he's only seven years older than you, eight years older than me. But, you know, when you think about it, he only did one year of college basketball, so it's kind of a old man sport, I guess, for him. But um but uh yeah, it was it was actually exciting to watch. That was one of the first exciting Cavs games I've watched in a while. Uh and unfortunately I missed it because of my trip, but but just to think about it like that and, and the way you just described Kevin Love it's good to see that because that is really why they paid him. And we have come on here and we have trashed the contract, trashed the fact that he's on the team. But if he's going to show up and he's not going to be hurt and he's going to he's going to do things like that and teach this really really young backcourt of two guys who we both like and think could really end up taking a lead to this team, uh and if he's going to basically uh if he's basically gonna uh, do that and, and lead this team and, and educate this team and really be about making the young guys better, that's a hundred percent exactly what I would like him to do. 
because that's that's why he's here. That's why they haven't traded him yet. That's why. Uh, I mean, as he goes, the the Cavs could go, especially if he. Uh, yeah, um, that's uh, like you were saying. Sorry to cut you off, but as you were saying, um, yeah, I, I I was wrong about Kevin Love in the previous podcast when I was saying, you know, he's faking these injuries, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I was, I was kind of talking out of my ass. So it, watching him now, like teach these young guys and be the leader of this team. And I've not only watched, but listened to multiple games since he's came back. Same with Delhi. And you know what I didn't know? Um, they were saying that Delhi was only out with a concussion. He had his appendix taken out. Yeah, I didn't know what happened, but I knew he got injured after the concussion, and that's why he was out so long. Yeah, he had his appendix taken out. I See, mean, I didn't know that. I mean, that'll make sense. That makes sense. That that burst, that surgery, probably took him forever. Uh, so, I mean... But just to see these older guys, uh, and like you said, they're not old. They only got us by, what, six, eight years, something like that. Like right. you said, uh, they're not, like, old in, in the sense of old people. They're old in the sense of basketball lives. Uh, but to see these I, older veterans take take their time and 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 teach, like like you said, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton. Hell, Chetty is still very young in this league. Uh, I, I obviously don't think he's the answer there at three. But I mean, just for to to have that uh, went, especially when you had Drummond here, who I'm not sure really took on that role. Larry Nance Jr. starting to be a very, starting to be be considered an older veteran for him to take on that role. I very much like, and I I know they've only won 20 games this year, but really, what were you expecting the Cavs to do? They're they're not that far out of this play-in tournament that we'll get into in a minute, and it's just very very. Yeah, um, the one thing about Chetty is yesterday when I was watching the game, he said that he's a morning guy, and that, uh, no bueno for me. Yeah, I'm not, not a morning guy. Not a morning guy at all. Not at uh, all. All right, um. but uh, let's go ahead and get into this play-in tournament to talk about because the Cavs the other day came out and said that they really would like to make this tournament. What it is is the the NBA has now decided that only the top six teams in each conference officially make the playoffs, and then after that, the seventh and eighth place team are going to play each other, and the ninth and tenth place team is going to play each other. Whoever wins that seventh and eighth place game automatically gets the seventh seed. But then whoever loses it go ahead and get, goes ahead and gets to play another game against uh, whoever wins wins the the nine the nine and ten seed game, uh, and the winner of the nine and ten seed game plays the loser of the seven and eight seed game for a chance at the eight seed. That happens in both the East and Western Conference. Uh, so basically, what the NBA did is they decided to keep their current playoff format, but add a March Madness style, well, a mini March Madness style tournament on the outside of it. But, I mean, and you start looking, and the Cavs are only currently four games back of that 10th seed. Currently, the Bulls hold that 10th seed. Uh, but, but And then you, you really got to think about it. The, 
four games back, but they're still in 13th place in the East out of 15 teams. So is it worth it? Is it like, is it at all worth it to try to make that run or should they worry about the lottery? So pretty much what they're doing is they're doing sweet 16. Kind of, but like the first six seeds set in stone. The first top six seeds just kind of sit into the playoffs and wait. But those bottom four seeds, there's two. There's two games on. Well, there's four games total because there's two on each in each conference. Sorry, like the elite eight. Or sorry, the elite ten. Is that what they're trying to do? Kind of, yeah, basically, right. And and, and it's really it's almost like a it's it's an elite eight for a chance to play in the playoffs. So so your national championship ends up turning into your seven and eight seeds. Like that's what that is basically. Uh, so it's it's just weird, man. Just you jumbled up a mess that didn't really need to be jumbled up. And I, I, I get like you might have some drama where the Bulls beat, who knows, the Hawks or something. Well, I don't know the standings that well in the East. Or you might get a situation where uh, the Suns are up there, but like the Nuggets sneak a win over. I don't understand why the NFL and the NBA keep jumbling up their playoffs with the MLB. I can understand that. That makes sense. You know, the MLB bringing more teams in because it's only a five game series. And then, you know, most of it is wild card. So it's one game and then you go. And they were only, they were only, they really were only letting five teams in a cup. In a, in a league anyways. Yeah. There was five in the American League, five in the National League. NFL was doing eight and eight. Or, no, six and six. And NBA is doing eight and eight. It don't make sense for the NBA to do ten and ten when MLB has just as many teams and still only doing seven and seven. And football is doing seven and seven with more teams. Yeah, and and... I understand last year was COVID year... I get it. The two game wild card. Either way, the Indians would have lost, but I I understand the one game wild card, you know. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm actually I take that back. I kind of like the two game wild card. I don't know. I mean, I'm all for like a that just well if the Indians win one and then. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm all just kind of. I'm kind of. I'm homering right now. I'm all for a wild card series. That's fine by me, but the five teams is fine too. Yeah, you you're getting those two wild card teams. The two wild card teams, if they want to play a best two of three, or in in to see who goes and plays uh, the top seed in the in the divisional series. Uh, by all means, I'm all for that, my man. All for it because, but. You, at a point, you just overjumble it. The Miami Marlins, uh, and and I like the way baseball did theirs last year because it was the COVID season. There were sixty games. There, it was really hard to tell who should be in the playoffs uh, that that quickly. Uh, but the Miami Marlins started out the season last year missing the first three weeks because of COVID. That was their own fault. They yeah. went out. In my, they went out in Atlanta. 
Well, and well, the point being is uh, they went out to Magic City. Yeah. Same with Lou Will. Yeah. The point being is though that they they missed that time. Then they made it up. Well, well, and then they started their year very bad. But then they had to have all those games that were postponed made up. So at the end of the year, they were able to catch catch like lightning in a bottle and make the playoffs after being one of the worst teams in the league for the first three quarters of the season. But because they the volume of games they were playing was so much higher than everyone else, all they had to do was split those games and they got put in because uh, that's just kind of what happened. But that's really all I have for basketball, man. We're winding down on time. Uh, why don't you go ahead and get into this day for me in sports history? All right, so this day in sports history, April 20th, 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention that at all today. No, 1945, the Cleveland Browns organization was formed by Arthur Mickey McBride. I mean, that's all you can really say. Hey, buy the T-shirts. Numbers don't lie. Right. Like, uh, we were we were going through this together because your phone was off or whatever, diet or whatever. So we were going through this together. And there was a couple that were on here that it was like, okay, we could use that. We could use that. And then we came across this one. And 1945 Cleveland Browns organization formed on, on April 20th is is perfect for this show. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what do we talk about most but the Cleveland Browns? It's, it's the number one subject on the show at all times. We we could be talking about basketball, and it somehow circles back to the Cleveland Browns. So uh, Howie lost his lid back here behind us. He's bald now. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Man. He doesn't see. He doesn't, like, he doesn't like that being out to the viewers. Yeah, he had, He's got his hair back, back on. on He's him. got his hair back on. We had to get that back on him, but just... Just to come across that, I thought was kind of funny because there was a lot uh, that could, we could have talked about today. Pete Rose uh, did some stuff. Uh, Indians pitcher back in 1910 had his second no-hitter of the season. Michael Jordan breaks the record for playoff points in a game. Uh, the Bulls break the single-season record for wins at 72, all on April 20th. Uh, there's been like 50 Boston marathons on April 20th. Uh, it's just uh, so many. Hey, uh, you know whose birthday it is? Marijuana's birthday. And marijuana's birthday too. Uh, by all means, just uh, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna dabble today, uh, dabble safely, and uh, enjoy your time. Just but uh, I don't know why this is a note thing. Keyshawn Johnson was drafted on April twentieth in nineteen ninety six, uh, and I don't know why it's the only thing of note. Because if Keyshawn draft Johnson was drafted on nineteen in on April twentieth of nineteen ninety six, so were thirty one other people. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, you know what I'm saying. So why is Keyshawn Johnson the only probably one? probably because he's the only one to be in the Hall of Fame? Maybe, maybe he's the only one of note from that. Uh, Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire, first fourth person to ever home run on the Detroit Tigers. Uh, left field roof. Uh, others are Frank Howard, Harmon Killebrew, and Cecil Fielder. Hey, Frank Howard, you want to send me some of those testosterone pills you're fucking you're, you're peddling on TV? Uh, but yeah, I really I saw all these uh, Boston marathons that happened on April twentieth, so I started looking for that one. Yeah, that's the one. So I started looking to see if if that happened because I figured we could talk about that. Boston well, strong. 
Yeah, but like, and they they did those ugly yellow uniforms over the weekend. Oh my gosh, those I, yellow and blue, like, like the sky blue yeah. and like the bright yellow, like the yeah. daisy yellow. Like it's just, yeah, it was just like they were loving dandy dandelion yellow. Yeah, they, is what I thought it was. They were mucking it up and talking about them and stuff like that, and I was just like, these are trash. Why do you think these are the coolest things oh in the world? Oh my gosh, trash. they they look like Akron rubber duck jerseys. Well, first of all, you're the Red Sox. Not Boston. I mean, I know you're the Boston Red Sox. First of all, you're the Red Sox, and you've got yellow and sky blue jerseys. Like, yeah, like, like it doesn't even make sense. There's no keep that in Akron. What? Where in Boston? Anywhere are yellow and sky blue the colors for anything? Anywhere? If anything, just make it look like a skyscraper. You could have went with green and white, and I'd have been happier because at least that's the Celtics colors, right? Or, or if you wanted to go red, white, and blue, that's yours and the Patriots colors. Like, yeah. at least that makes sense. What does yellow and blue, it don't make sense. They're ugly. All all it is is a vibrant. Well, they were saying it was, they were saying it was like, you know, it was the anniversary of the the bombing, but. Yeah, but what does yellow and blue got to do with that? Uh, wear your regular jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> wear the ones that say I mean, Boston across the chest. I mean, the Patriots and stuff for, same with the Red Sox. On 9-11, they wear the uh, the bandana because the guy in the red, red bandana. Have you yeah, ever seen I mean, that 30 for 30? Yeah. Well, that's what kind of what I'm saying. The man in the red bandana. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Do something like that. Or even if it was just your normal jerseys with a patch, a Boston Strong patch or something, let's do that. Or, or, or we do Jackie Robinson Day where everyone wears 42. We do Players Weekend where everyone changes their name on the back. If it, I'm all for celebrating and, and remembering, not celebrating because it was a it was a shitty thing that happened, but but, it, but rem- in, I'm all in for me- in, in memorial celebrating in memorial of all that. I'm all for that. Do it with a patch. Yeah. Do it with or or don't put players' names on the back of the jersey. Put Boston Strong on the back of the jersey. You you do all this stuff where you switch all this stuff for Players Weekend and everything else and all of that stuff. Do whatever. Everyone wear. The the number whatever it is of the people where, that died. Where like a uh, almost like a I don't know almost like a uh, like a first responders. You know, like what they wear. Yeah. Like Maybe not. I mean, I guess you can't do like with the reflectors. Yeah. Because you're playing baseball, but. Almost like something like that. It makes and that sense. kind of color. It makes a whole heck of a lot more sense than yellow and blue. Yeah, And I don't know how we got into this, and we're running out of time. I'm not going to continue to rant about ugly Boston Red Sox uniforms because there's really no point in our lives in doing it. Uh, just, just, it was dumb. But April 20th, 1945, the Cleveland Browns were formed by Mickey Mc, or Arthur Mickey McBride. Do you have anything else for the listeners today, my man? You can follow me on Twitter.com at ETH Simpson CGOD. You can follow me on Instagram app at ETH Simpson. You can follow my main man at on Twitter at BWARD CLE, on IG at B.WARD52. Uh, go ahead and follow the podcast. As my man over here said on Twitter.com at podcast given, on the Instagram app at any given podcast facebook.com slash any given podcast 
please do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube. I promise you it's a click of a button. Don't even make sense. We're averaging so what views we are a week and just not gaining subscribers. You guys just like searching us and just subscribe. You'll get a notification. It'll be so much easier, easier to find, easier to watch. You'll love it. I promise. Just do it. Thank you guys for tuning in to Any Given Podcast. You have a wonderful rest of your week. Hey, if you subscribe to the Any Given Podcast YouTube, you will get a 12-month calendar of me and Brendan Ward washing cars. In our bikinis. Yes, in our bikinis. But (laughs) (laughs) on another note, God bless, stay blessed.